0: to answer the question for yourselves,
1: do you have a story to tell?
0: And it's welcome to another episode of Writer on the Road. Today we're travelling around the corner rather than around the world, and I'm in my hometown Brisbane and I have as my guest the wonderful Keith Abraham. Uh, welcome, Keith.
1: Well, thanks very much for the opportunity to be here with you, Melinda.
0: Yeah. Now, Keith's been wonderful. As usual, I got his name off um, the cover of one of my motivational books. It starts with passion. Do what you love and love what you do. And for all of you who who have been listening to me for a while, you know I'm about to start my year of living creatively. I'm hoping Keith here today, I hope you'll give us some tips on how I'm not <laughs> going to starve to death. Keith, tell us what you do in relation to encouraging people to, to live their passion and, and survive and succeed doing it.
1: Yeah, look, uh, Melinda, I uh, started 20 years ago and uh, started speaking and uh, and writing 20 years ago and uh, we just celebrate, celebrated our 20th year this year in June. Uh, I have uh, four best-selling books published in 12 different languages um, and uh, spoken to about 1.5 million people in 23 different countries and Uh, you know over two and a half thousand conferences and events around the world so uh, you know it's been a wonderful journey and I learned early on in my speaking career that I also needed to be an author so I talk to people about uh, you know passion goals and focus and talk to them about you know I honestly believe that nothing great happens until somebody becomes passionate about something and especially as a writer, you need to be passionate about something. You need to be passionate about the topic. You need to be passionate about the reader who's going to consume your your art, your body of work. And uh, and so that's what I've been doing. Um, most of my audiences are corporate audiences. I, I run a a one day public workshop once a year on the Gold Coast. And um, and you know I get such a buzz out of. Uh, hearing from people that have seen me speak and and uh, look, I, I, I make an exceptionally good living out of speaking from the clients that I have, and but I get a great buzz when I hear from people who've said like yourself, you know, I've read your book and it's become my bible, or I've read your book and it changed my life, or or you know, it, it's you know had such a big impact on on our lives. So um, I'm just uh, truly fortunate.
0: Yeah. Now. You know me, everyone, in their boots and all. I just don't go for the little guy anymore. I go straight to the top of the pile. Keith has had a few more successes than the rest of us, but don't let it scare you. Uh, Keith, we are just very, very impressed with uh, what you do and the giving back part of it is huge as well, as as a lot of our um, authors already do and they mentor people coming along Hello. through behind them. It's such an important part of the dream, I guess. Um, the first thing yeah. I want to start with today is, you say, One one of the greatest gifts you can give someone is to encourage them to follow their dreams.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I, just, I'm a great believer. One of the things that I do with every audience uh, that I stand up in front of is I get them to start their list of a hundred things they want to do in their lifetime. And because that, in essence, you know, lots of people talk about why. You know, lot, lots of people talk about why. And and you've seen videos on and TED talks and all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day. They say they say to people, look, you should have a why, and people go, yeah, that's right, I do, I need a why, and then people walk away and go, well, how do I do that? And so what I've done is I created this great process where I get people to go from macro to micro, and I get them to say, you know, what's important, what matters, what makes a difference to you and the people who mean the world to you, and the catalyst for that is I ask people 25 questions that helps them discover the hundred things they want to do in their lifetime. And as childlike as that may sound to people, and this is very relevant to, to your listeners and your uh, authors, is that, you know, if you're gonna write a best-selling book, if you're gonna make a difference in people's lives, you gotta have a big enough reason why. Because unless you've got a big enough reason why, any excuse will do. Too hot, too cold, too many, too few, too far, too little. And and so that's important that you take the time and energy to, to go through that process, which creates the dream. And then from the dream, you can start to set some goals. And then from those goals, you can really start to say, what's the number one thing I want to achieve in the next 12 months? And we've got a whole process around how to define that and how to get extremely focused on it. Because as you know more than anybody, you know, the the, the challenge is um, not that we lack opportunities, but we lack the focus to concentrate on what's important, what matters, and what's going to truly make a difference.
0: Yeah, and look, I can can guarantee that everyone listening to this podcast, Keith, we've all cleaned the bathtub with a toothbrush rather (laughs) than sit down at our desks and write. What's happened to most of us, though, and it's, this is where we need training and this is where we need help and this is where we need coaching. And me certainly, and I'm sure a lot of people that I, I'm, I'm speaking for, we've also had to become business people, Keith, as yes. we all become independent authors, as we all have to take more responsibility for our marketing. Uh, I think that's very much where your coaching comes in is, is letting us see the big picture and how to get there.
1: Yeah, look, you've got to help people you know, declutter their mind so that they get the the clarity. Because what we do know is with clarity comes confidence, with confidence comes certainty, and with certainty comes a higher degree of consistency. And so with coaching... You know, um, I, 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 these days, I, I predominantly speak. I, I don't do. I have a couple of people that I mentor personally. I've got a couple of CEOs who use me as a sounding board. But you know, these days, what I know from myself being coached and still being coached is that you have to be, you have to have some sort of uh, business savviness around. You know if you're going to become an author or a speaker or whoever you, you know it's about becoming a business person uh, who is also a, a great author because you know it's 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 also about the business of writing geez I've learned a lot of things along the way in writing four books you know i've self published three of them I've had a um, an international publisher Wiley um, take the book that you've been referring to it starts with passion um, and i'm just I'm, I'm just proofreading um, my fifth book, which we launched early next year, which is all about focus and beating procrastination forever.
0: Okay, so we actually need to get you back in February, <laughs> Keith. Uh, focus is something that we're very good at, but procrastination gets in the way every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, the business of writing, that's what we're here, or, mm. or that's what we're about here at Writer on the Road. That's that's yes. our focus, that's our momentum, and that's where we want to end up. But something that really, really intrigues me, and it's what I've got bookmarked and dog-eared in, in my copy of Follow Your Passion, is... Getting that balance between, and I'll just read everybody, I'm reading from this little circle bubble brainstorm here, family, (laughs) career, growth, financial, fitness, community, lifestyle, and adventure. Now, I'll go for the adventure every time and we'll talk about that soon because I think Keith and I have got something in common there. But getting the balance...
1: Yeah, look, you know, people often say I want to live a balanced lifestyle, and, and I, I, I've i even changed that a little bit since I've written that book. I think there's four Ps that people need to focus on. Um, personal, what are your personal goals? And, and what fits under that is family, fun, and adventure. Then you've got professional goals. What fits under that is your career, your business, your industry, you know, recognition for the work you do in the – in the industry or the, uh, that you uh, are connected with, um, the third is around physical, and that's about your health and phys- uh, health and and um, vitality. It, it's about uh, your health and fitness. Um, it's also about strength, and, and I'm not talking about going out and pumping weights. I'm talking about strength of mind strength of soul, strength of spirit. It's about making sure that you're resilient. And the final one is profitable. You know, it's it's you know, the money you make, the money you save, the money you invest, the money you put us uh, put away for the purchases you want to make. So, when you start, if you want to truly get a balance, you need to have one goal, at least one goal in each of those four areas. And that's how you start to balance things out. So, for example, if people are saying, well, you know, my career is to be a writer. Okay, so what's what's the goal that you want to achieve? Now, what we do know is, Melinda, people speak in vagueness. You know, people say, you know, what do you want to achieve? Oh, I want to lose some weight. Well, how much is that? Is that it? Is that a kilo? Is it ten kilos? You know, oh, I want to make more money this year than I did last year. Great, that's that's an excellent goal. I'm going to go and talk to your boss, and I'm going to organise a one dollar pay rise for you. Well, that's not what I want. No, 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 that's not what you asked for. And, and and I think when we start talking about people who are who are becoming authors, you know, what do you want to be? I want to become an author. Okay, and oof, okay, well write five page, you know, write five words on a page and and put that online, and wow, you're an author. No, that's not. That's not an author. No, no, no. That, that is authoring. That's authorship. So it's getting people really crystal clear. I want to write a best selling book that sells 10,000 copies in the first three months, um, and I generate this amount of money from it, and, and uh, I get this feedback and this recognition, and it's published in X amount of you know, uh, languages in the next two years, and, and getting a real picture about what they really, really want to achieve.
0: Yeah, and boy, is the devil in the details in what you just said, Keith. I just, it just does my head in everything that I've learned in the last few months from um, the whole business perspective of, starting to sell your product, which is our books, yes. prior to even writing the thing, right up to yes. launch time and having all this momentum before we even launch. Then we yes. launch is almost the end of the process and then we've got to keep it going on the longer term. It's an yes. amazing thing, very, very exciting.
1: Um, well, 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 yeah. and, and just to, to pick up on that, you, you're 100% right. You know, writing the book is is the wonderful joy. There's great joy in doing that. But, you know, if nobody buys it, it's you know, you're going to give them away for a long time as Christmas presents. So the, the piece of the puzzle there is I just – my goal always is when I write a book that I want to have covered, if I'm self-publishing, that is, I want to have however many books that I publish, 3,000, 5,000 as the first print run, I want to have them paid for before they lob. So whether through pre-sales, pre-orders, uh, special, you know, special offers to uh, my clients to say, look, you know, you, why don't you buy a box and give it away as, as gifts or presents or making sure that I set up an event or partner with someone who's got an event that I know that, I, I you know, at the end of that event, I'm going to have all the money back in the bank and every other book after that I own.
0: Yeah, and I think that's something that I guess as romance authors, um, which is a lot of my listenership at the moment, uh, these guys are really, really good at that stuff, Keith. They're very good at collaborat- uh, collaborating. They're very good at box sets. They're very good at author events. Uh, they're very good at setting all that kind of stuff up. Um, of- it's becoming more and more common that that's really part of the job.
1: Yes, well i think you know at the end of the day you know long gone you know the the publishing industry of books has changed dramatically you know over the last you know 10 to 20 years and and will continue to change in at a very fast pace and it's it's like how do i keep up with that and and in essence you know i i know that um if you're going to be published by an um uh, by a publisher they want you to have profile. They want you to have a tribe of people following. They want you to have a community. Um, they want you to, to, to know that you've got enough clout that you can promote um, that book just as well as they can promote it, if not better
0: yeah and and that's what that's what it's all about that's the point that we're at it's pretty exciting times i think in in the publishing industry and we talk about it most um most podcast episodes i guess i get into a bit of a brawl with one or other of my um my authors as we discuss that whole traditional versus indie publishing thing and we, we look we deal with it and we move ahead and we don't no one knows what the future's going to hold but I've got to tell you that it's it's exciting. Um and you talk about our four goals, you talk about our personal, professional, physical and profitable in mm. the year ahead for me, you know, getting fit is just number one on the list. Um personally mm. being fulfilled and spending time with family. Professional, getting the podcast out there, getting the books happening. Profitable
1: is the variable. Yeah. Well, well, I think, you know, with profitable, it's it's about articulating, uh, you know, the, go- the the income goal, the profitability goal um, that you want to achieve and those financial milestones that you want to achieve. And, and I think one of the things that you start to do is you start to say, you know, well, well what would be a, um, you know, what would be a good year? And then, and then you know, the, the funny thing about... Firstly, the the funny thing about your uh, subconscious is that once you have a conscious thought around what you want, the subconscious goes and finds opportunities to provide that. Most people just don't come to the table, um, you know, with uh, with a desire. Um, The universe has a funny way of providing what you really need, when you really need it, if you ask for it.
0: Yeah. Now, look, I love this man. Uh, I've actually—I I didn't need Well, I did. I was asking leading questions, but I've got the book open at a chapter, and I've just flicked through, and it's what I wanted to talk about next. And you've taken us right there, Keith. Hmm. It's fill your mind with transforming information.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look, you know, you can you can think the worst. I mean, it's easy to you know. I often do this activity sometimes with groups, and I get a you know flip chart and get a black texture and draw a dot on the on the large flip chart. And I say to the group, what do you see? And people say, I see the black dot. And and I say, you know, but really, why wouldn't you see the white piece of paper? You know, because too too many of us are too close to the what we don't want, rather than moving towards what we do want. And the way you do that is start to shift your focus on you know, on, on, on those things that you do, that you really do want in your life. That's why clarity of goals is really important. And that's why focus. Oh, and the reason why I wrote, wrote, have written the, uh, the next book coming out is that I think the, the commodity that people are in short supply of is not opportunities, but is the ability to focus, to the ability to let go of the distractions and to block out the noise.
0: Yeah, and there's certainly, look, there's an amount of risk in that. I was talking to my fellow teachers in the in the um, lunchroom today and I finish up in two weeks. And everyone's fascinated that I would be embarking on this adventure because teaching is, is quite a secure job. Uh-huh. My income runs out in two weeks' time and they're saying, well, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm packing up the girls in the caravan and we're going to the beach. And they're going, yes, and... I said, I'm not quite sure after that. I said, I've got my podcast and I love it and something will happen. And that's a really scary thought for a lot of people. And I'll, yes. I'll be posting for the next year about my year of living creatively because I genuinely believe what you say, Keith, is if you live it, believe it, then something will happen. But I've also always known that you may not like what happens.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I always say that everything's perfect. You know, it might not be perfect at the time. It, you know, it might not be the most desi- desirable situation at the time. But in reflection, you think, you know what, I needed to go through that to get to this. You know, I had, um, I, I had a conversation with a client of mine who had just a horrid experience. And, um, and you know, and he, he took some time off and, and, you know, lovely guy, fabulous leader, and just um, you know, just got shafted, really. That's probably the best way to put it. And um, and we we're having a chat, and that was about eighteen months ago. And he's um, you know in this new role, and I said, you know what, you would have never been in this role unless that happened to you.
0: And and that is exactly what I say every week here, don't I? Everyone is that you've got to live your life and you've got to put yourself out there. The thing that we've got going for us, Keith, is, and I want to talk to you about this now, is mentors and coaches. I've got the most amazing community of authors who are generous to a fault and they do anything to make sure that you succeed alongside of them. Um, I had an email today from an author saying, oh, I'd love to go on your podcast. And when I Unpacked her background, she's actually quite an expert, not only in writing but teaching writing and mentoring other writers. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Yeah, sure, come right on." And I think people attract like people. Um, yeah. As long as you put it out there, and I think part of the problem is as a society, we we bury that that um, thing to to help others. Um, then it's that corporate culture that you're mm-hmm. referring to. People want to be successful money-wise, but it's not actually a definition of success.
1: No. You know, the, the greatest uh, gift you can give people is your expertise and your insights and, and the information that you've learnt along the way. Um, I, I think the challenge, uh, Melinda, is that most people um, don't humble themselves enough To sit at the feet of a master and say, show me, teach me, help me.
0: Oh my gosh, we're up to to chapter 28 and that's my next question. Are you psychic? (laughs) I've actually got this sit at the feet of the master. It's got two little shoes here and I wanted to talk to Keith. Oh, you are so scary. It's about inspiring people, surrounding ourselves with um, coaches and mentors. Now, at the beginning of this podcast, you shared with us that life that you have, that you know, is is dream stuff and we'll make you the handsome hero and all of us will create um, uh, very strong heroines who (laughs) will go along for the ride or actually push you around a bit, which is what we do. Uh, But we need mentors every step of the way. We've got mentors. Why would someone like you, with your experience, your passion, your expertise, who is so very generously giving back to us, what do you get from a mentor?
1: Oh, Perspective. You know you get too close to it so whenever my business plateaus it's because i think i know it all and whenever my business is in growth mode it's because i have great mentors and coaches around me uh, share a quick little story i'm i'm I, one of my global clients is toyota and i've been fortunate enough to have worked for them for about um, this will be our 14th year 14 consecutive years that i've worked with them globally and Um, They asked me to um, present and then interview a couple of successful business people on stage. One of the people was Richard Gowder from uh, West Farmers, CEO of West Farmers. And so that's uh, Bunnings and uh, Coles and, um, you know, all of those brands, you know, from sheep to coal to fuel to hardware to retail, uh, you know, to supermarkets. So, you know, a $60 billion organization, $60 $60 billion global, um, sorry, uh, turnover. So one of the questions I asked him, uh, and none of this was scripted, I, I said, um, what's been the best personal or professional development that you've made in yourself for your career? And so, he, you know, I'm already sorry, I'm already thinking of the answer. So the answer is going to be uh, I did a two-week residential, live-in uh, mini-MBA at Harvard. Or I went to Davos in, you know, Scandinavia. Or I went to the Aspen Institute for leaders uh, for a week. Or, you know, so I'm, I'm thinking that. And he said, um, well, I think the best investment I've made in myself has been that I have a coach. I said, wow. I said, that's, that's fantastic. So, so when you were coming through the ranks, uh, you had a coach. And he said, no, 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 I have a coach now. And I said, who, who, who would possibly coach you? And he said, I have a professor from the the business school uh, from the University of Queensland, and I meet with him uh, once a month. And I said, "What, what would he be able to share with you that you don't already know? He said, it's not about him giving me answers. It's about him giving me his ears so I can bounce ideas and get a different perspective.
0: Yeah, and then, and one of the things I was listening to on the way home, when you get to that level, you have a lot of people who are saying yes to you, but you don't have yes. anybody giving you constructive feedback. And I actually thought yeah. that was a bit sad, but it's so very true.
1: Oh, absolutely. And because, well, who would coach you, to be perfectly honest, because, you know, you, you can't go to your people because they're looking for you for answers. You can't go to your board because the board wants you to know all the answers. So you have to go to people externally. and I know you know uh, this year I've worked with two fabulous coaches uh, around some uh, storytelling in my presentations. Um, last year I worked with a couple of wonderful uh, humor coaches just to um, make me more you know connected through humor. And next year I already have my coach I already have my coaches uh, worked out for next year that I'm going to have who are going to work with me. Uh, around once again I'm on a big presentation skill push Uh, but I also have business coaches and mentors and the other thing that I have as well is I once a quarter I meet with three other speakers soon to be um, soon to be five other speakers and we meet once a quarter uh, and we have a mastermind group and then once a year we go away for a couple of days and have a retreat together and we are Uh, you know, loving and supporting and caring of each other, but we are exceptionally to the point with one another as well.
0: Yeah, and I know everybody, and I think I've told you this story before, that uh, on LinkedIn someone chased me up, and I think his name was Shane, but he was one of the big speakers, and I know he came up on your LinkedIn profile today. And this guy earns millions, yet he was actively seeking new speakers to coach at the princely sum i think it was about six thousand dollars per per person i might add um mm. so it didn't happen to be one it wasn't me everybody sorry i'm just gonna have to put my public speaking on hold for a little bit till i make my six thousand uh, dollars but it is a skill it's a huge skill to be able to stand out there in front of people and i'm guessing there are writers among us and even as you were speaking i thought there's actually some of us who could actually share some things with you that would help you and the thing that I find amazing about that is you're one of the biggest speakers in the world and we're sitting here going, yeah, we can relate to what you're saying. So I guess it's that relationship thing would, would kick right through.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, you know, um, wow, you know, I, I just, um, I, I pinch myself at, at what I've, you know, been able to achieve and, and are truly grateful and humble uh, about the, all the opportunities that I've been given. Um I honestly believe you have to create it. I mean, you know, I've been doing this for twenty years, and and people go, "Wow, you know, you're so, you know, you're so booked and you're so busy." And but we work at it. I mean, you know, it's like I, I work at it every day. I, I mean, uh, you know, I, I know I know what I, the rituals that I have to have in my in my business life daily. I know that you know I, I'm you know people say, "What? Well, why would you need a coach?" You know, you're one of the best speakers in Australia. But, but my goal is that, yeah, I'm one of the best in Australia, you know, and I, I say that humbly, of course, um, but I, but I want to be truly world class. I, I, I want to be, you know, the best goal setting speaker in the world. And so to do that, you have to become better. You have to, you know, push the envelope. You have to, you know, look at every opportunity. You know, no Olympian ever stood up on the, uh, you know, to receive the gold medal and go, oh, wow, this is so easy. Oh, everybody should try it. Oh, winning a gold medal, it's a piece of pie. They don't do that. Everybody works hard for everything they want to achieve. And, And, you know, the... You know, it's that, it's that old story, you know, as as people put themselves out there and uh, they signify to the universe that, hey, I'm serious. I am serious. And opportunities come to you.
0: Yeah. And everybody, even as Keith's talking, I, I relate to what you're saying, Keith, so very, very much because as writers and authors and I guess people who have put in years and years to practice our craft and practice our skill, we're a little bit horrified as we sit back here and watch um, – the new entrepreneur come through and say, right, books are your new business card and we'll just churn one out in 30 days, pop it up there, and therefore we're the expert. And we're all just going, okay, but that, it doesn't take that. As you said, it takes years and years and years to become, I guess, comfortable in your own skin and confident enough to stand up and say, yeah, I'm good.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, And you have to believe it yourself before anybody else will believe it and And, look, there are a lot of people out there, uh, Melinda, who are saying, "Look, you know churn out a book and and that becomes you know your, as you said the business card that gives you credibility, but you know what there's a lot of people doing that um you know, there's a lot of people out there that are that want to become professional speakers as well, you know there's speaker mm-hmm. schools and all that sort of stuff, and I all- and you know, my you know my clients. You know, I've had a couple of clients this year go, you know, Keith, you'll be the most expensive speaker we've had at our conference. And I've got to tell you, we've had a few duds in the last couple of years. And I say, I can relate to that. You know, I can, I can understand that you've got some skepticism about why you'd even want to engage a speaker after what you've gone through. I totally understand that. Uh, but let me, let me just tell you this, you know, let me give you two. Let me firstly give you a set of stats and, and let me give you a, um, some anecdotal evidence. Um, you know, 96% of my clients use me a second time. You know, 54% of my clients have used me more than six times. I've got 34% of my clients that have used me every year for 10 years, and when we say clients, we're talking Toyota, Lexus, Jaguar, Landro, We're talking Westpac. We're talking CBA. We're talking uh, Suncorp. We are talking AIA in Asia. We're talking Million Dollar Roundtable in the US. We're talking Booper in the UK, Flight Center. We're talking companies that don't tolerate fools. Yeah. And and And, you know, so what I can say to you is that, you know, when you get me, you're going to get a quality product that get that gets the result done. And and I think that's the same with authors as well. Is that you know there's lots of people out there that say, oh, you know, I've written a book, yeah, but was it any good and did anybody read it? Mm. And and is it is it is it such a great body of work that you're proud of, that you're confident, and and that it changes people's lives, it makes a difference. You know, because nobody wants to write a book that's not read. Mm. Nobody wants to write a book that sits on somebody's shelf. You want to write a book. You want to write a book that people go away and, and say, "Oh my goodness, that is exactly what I needed to hear." Or that story transformed me. And my wife was just talking to me a little while ago. She read, read this beautiful romantic story about this, um, you know, lady who was from Australia and went to. Um, you know, went to Ireland and met the love of her life, And it was just, you know, she she was just intoxicated with it. And uh, funny enough, maybe she created this. I just had an inquiry to go and speak in Ireland next year. And, and she goes, I'm coming. I, I, I you know, I, I, I'm, you're not going to that by yourself. I'm with you. And that, that story did that.
0: Okay, and everybody, I hope you're listening and whichever one of you wrote that story, I want you to put your hand up, tell me, and I'll pass it on to Keith. And his wife will be enamored because you can give her a signed copy. Keith, that's what my audience does so very, very well. They tell beautiful stories that mm. resonate with their audiences and people keep coming back for more and one of the things with you is we love you and adore you so much we'd love you to come back a second time and tell us all about focus <laughs> so you are very good at what you do but that storytelling ability is what we're all about one of the things that i because i've run out of time on i look it happens to me all the time listening to That's you okay. talking with you one of the things I'm,
1: that I, i'm a professional speaker remember Uh, I'm not a professional listener. Oh,
0: good. And the other thing is I've been to Ireland, so I want to find out where you're going. So we have that conversation. I'm saving the adventure story to last everybody. I'm not being distracted. Um, But Keith's a secret adventurer as well, so I want to talk about Mm -hmm. that. One question I want to ask you is ask different questions if you're um, looking for different results.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think all too often we go and ask the – the, the same questions that everyone else asked. And and what we need to do is how do I flip it? How do I turn it around? What would be a better quality question? Um, because, you know, when, when you ask better quality questions, as you've done today, you, you start to really see inside the person or the situation or the scenario or you get a better understanding of the story. Um, so often, you know, when you talk to people and interview people, it, they they brush over. Oh, you know, I started work at a young age and I did this and I, uh, you know, I did that and da 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 da. da. You know, I mean, I, I was interviewing somebody uh, in this sales organisation. They're one of the best salespeople in this organisation, and they said, oh, you know, I said, tell me, you know, what do you do? Oh, you know, I I just do what everyone else does. I just what? No, 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 no. You don't do what everyone else does. You you, you you're the number one person in this whole organisation of, you know, three hundred salespeople. Um, you, you earn twice the amount of money as the person who's number two, um, you, you know, so you, you ask different questions because otherwise people just brush over that, that, that detail that makes all the sense
0: yeah and, and peeling back the the spiel is something that I notice very very quickly I've had a few guys from America on who are very very big but they've got a spiel to give me and I have to shut them off very very quickly because we don't want the spiel we want the real real story and I I think that's that's really you want the important. real deal yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think we Aussies are pretty, pretty good at that. I had a—I don't know if you know Nigel Collin. Um, he travelled around Australia, um, collecting entrepreneurial yeah. stories, and he's got the yes. most amazing story. And I bet he's he moves in your circles.
1: Yes, yes, I do know Nigel. I, I, only, only by by name and reputation, not personally. Um, but um, you know, w- once again, there's somebody out there pursuing their passion and. And I come back to that a quote I said before, you know, nothing great happens until somebody becomes passionate about something. And I just believe with all of my heart, life is too short to live without a passion and to follow that possession you know, to discover it, um, to explore the possibilities and to dream big dreams.
0: Now, unfortunately, everybody, this is where I get to pounce and this is where I get to find out the bits that I love. Now, I discovered my passion very early and my passion was freedom and to do all the things I wanted to do, which is why I'm stony Cole broke at 55, but I've had the best life in the world and it's my hmm. turn to give back. I lived on a yacht, I've got my caravan, I travel around the place now. Keith, you're an adventurer, tell us all about it.
1: Oh, you know what, I, I'd rather probably um, say that I'm more of an explorer. Um, I, I, I'm not one of these guys that's going to go and climb Everest or anything like that, uh, but but I definitely love doing a few things. I love travelling. I love getting on a plane. I g- love going to countries that I'm not familiar with, and I, lo- I love to go and do what the locals do. I, I, I love to go and eat where they eat, shop where they shop, uh, experience their culture. Um, and uh, if that takes me off the beaten track a little bit, I I love to do that. I'm a keen and avid uh, photographer. Uh, It's my way of being an an artist um, uh, because I can't sing, I can't dance, I can't paint. So um, I I love picking up a camera, and and if I can travel, pick up a camera and, and spend time with my family doing that, I'm a pretty happy camper.
0: Yeah, and that, and that brings us full circle, everybody, and it's what we writers know all along. We just want to stay at home and do our writing. And even with our families coming in and out, and I've got a dog at my feet with a tennis ball at the moment, what we've got and we've always had is that ability to be at the centre of our universe, which is our home, when our family, and still create and still um be who we need to be artistically. Uh, bringing bringing guys like you on is again getting that balance. Being able to project our goals, being able to to get that balance and that financial balance because quite often it's hard to make money as a writer. Um, Two thousand and seven, the year ahead, roadmap. What do you suggest? <sighs>
1: You know, uh, the, the key for your listeners today who are authors and budding authors is to gain clarity around their goal. And so let me give you eight quick steps to take that will assist your listeners to become emotionally, mentally and physically connected to their goal, which means they'll become committed. Their goal. So the first thing is get really clear. Number one, get really, really clear on what the goal is. I'm going to write. I'm going to have my book published by the end of the year. Or I'm going to sell X amount of books. So I'm going to have, uh, you know, three offers uh, from publishing houses. Or what, get very clear and very specific around what the goal is. Second, write down the date, the day, the date, the month, the year of when you know what you want to achieve or when do you want to achieve it by. Um, the third piece of the puzzle is he- writing down three emotions how will you feel when you achieve that goal not if but when you achieve that goal write down the three emotions on how you will feel the fourth step is about writing down five reasons why why do you want to be a published author now You cannot write down one. You have to write down five because unless you've got uh, enough reasons why and big enough reasons why, any excuse will do. The next piece of the puzzle is to identify the milestones. And my pro tip for you is that you need three milestones, and those milestones need to be, if your goal is 12 months from now, those milestones need to be, what do you need to achieve in the next 30 days? Make it easy. Make it simple. Make it so you achieve it and you have starting to create momentum. The second milestone is then 90, 90 days, and the third milestone is six months from today. The next thing you need to do is you need to, and this is step number six, is you need to answer four questions. What For you to achieve this goal, what are the two things you need to start doing in your life? What are the two things you need to stop doing in your life? What are the two things you need to do more of? And what are the two things you need to do less of? The seventh step is what will you see when you have achieved this goal? What will you physically see? Maybe it's a printed book sitting on your table, or on your bookshelf. Maybe it's a manuscript that you've sent off. Maybe it's the actual um, the acceptance letter from the publisher that comes. What will you physically see? And then the final step, which is step eight, is what are you going to do in the next 30 days? What What are all the micro steps that you need to do in the next 30 days? Which could be as simple as, look, I'm going to chunk out two hours to to um, do the um, you know, to do, to do the overview, um, or to put the uh, or put the uh, book submission together, you know, whatever it might be. So you do that. They're the eight steps to create a blueprint that so you're absolutely focused on your goal.
0: We're going to keep him, aren't we, everybody? Now I tried valiantly to write those down as Keith was speaking. Now Keith, I've <laughs> got to tell you that I've read your book several times over. I've sticky noted it from here to Christmas and back. Thank you. Um, I have spent the last two days making pages of notes which are scattered all around me here and I never found those eight points.
1: Oh, yeah, well, you know, that's probably those, there's probably some new content that's after that book. Um, that I put together because you know i i 've been researching goal setting for almost thirty years, so um you know i'm i 'm you know looking and evolving all the time. what are some of the things that people can do? To, you know just get help them on that journey and that's what we put together in actual fact I'm just about to revamp it after uh, my retreat on the weekend but I'm, I'm but that will help people and look you know if you don't mind me uh, you know putting something out there if some if people would like that a3 blueprint planning sheet if they'd like that um, they just go to Keith's mm-hmm um, and what will be on there is, firstly, they can sign up to my blog. I do a blog once a uh, once a week. One week it's just a quote and an image. The other week it's just two paragraphs around goals, focus, and direction. Um, so they can sign up to that. They can download a little ebook that helps them set their hundred goals they want to achieve. Um, the third piece is there is a 60 minute audio recording on there on how to actually set their goals. Um, And the fourth thing that's on there is the A3 sheet around their goal blueprint, which was the eight steps I just went through now
0: uh everybody i thoroughly recommend it i've subscribed to keith's blog today i will keep you up to date as much as i can over the next 12 months i'll certainly um when the focus comes out we'll we'll put our feelers out and beg keith to come back and talk to us again uh whether we're as lucky as second time i don't know but that that's to be seen
1: (laughs) happy to come back
0: yeah see okay we've got it here right around the road we're having keith back in 2017 it's amazing how time's flying keith we can see why you're the success that you are. You're, you're a very, very generous man, helping, helping people like us um, move towards where you are and even in the slightest way and getting that balance, um, learning, learning how to, I guess, move a little bit to the business side of things. The writing, thing, writing side of things, I think we've got nailed and I think we've got enough passionate, generous people out there who are helping us Mm. with their stories. Put us in touch with your wife because, you know, we have so many writers out there she's going to love, especially when you move to Ireland for that time. Beautiful country, lives there, freezing cold. That's why I came back to Australia. Uh, But everybody... Keep in touch. Get on to Keith's uh, website. I'll put it in the transcription notes. I've got to let him go now, and I don't want to. Um, I've got twenty pages of notes here that we don't even need anymore. Keith, you're amazing. Thank you so Thank very you. very much.
1: You're very kind. I love it. I love what you're doing. Alright. And um, you know and and appreciate and and people appreciate what you do. So thank you very much.
0: Alright, and it's bye for now, bye from me, bye from Keith, bye from Rider on the Road and my dog at my feet with a tennis ball. Uh see you next week.